But what I was told is that it's very easy to find casual relationships in New York City, but not serious relationship. So I was wondering what are your perspectives on that, or what was your experience? It's so easy to find casual relationships in New York City. I say if you are a heterosexual cisgendered woman, any night you're not sleeping with a man is a choice. Welcome to Yappy Friends 2.0. It's actually our first time recording our podcast in English. If you don't know us, we have a Chinese podcast called Yappy Yums. And then this is Crystal. This is Bei Wen. So Crystal, do you want to talk a little bit about what Yappy Yums 2.0 is about? A seasonal podcast by Bei Wen and Crystal. We tackle real life problems and explore practical solutions for the young adults. Yes, we know this is cliche, but we are, we are here. <laughs> yeah, essentially, we just chat about anything. Yeah, right. we just want to chat about anything. So, Baywen, how have you been? I feel like we haven't catch up for so long. I know. I mean, I've been okay. Um, busy being a first time mom. Oh. Yeah, life is a bit chaotic. So, nothing fun on my side. <laughs> how are you? How's your dating life? Oh, are we going to start talking about my dating life? <laughs> well, summer, right? That's like a busy dating season. Yeah, I got some little heart scratch over the summer. So <laughs> I met some like, uh, I met a cute guy. I met a cute guy, but uh, things didn't work out. Um, but I think it's still an experience for me. That's why like, I, I'm very excited about today's guest. Yeah, so let's bring our first guest for Yuppie Friends 2.0, Stefania. <laughs> okay. Hello, Stefania. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> well, she told me she's going to just, you know, throw, throw something on and look casual. And but look at her. She looks <laughs> like so dressed up. <laughs> she looks so good. It's a t-shirt or a long sleeve. Thank you, though. Well, so welcome, Stefania. Um, so a little bit about, I- I'll let you introduce yourself later. Um, we just want to share how we met. So we met in college, actually, even before college started, because we met at doing orientation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and Stefania, you, I think you studied abroad in China during junior year um, for, for the whole year. And then you later taught um, in China for a year. And when you were studying abroad over there, you came to visit me in Shanghai, which is where my family is from. And we spent some great time together and my family adores you. Um, so very happy to have you be our very first guest. Um, so yeah, um, talk to us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've known Bay One for over a decade now. Oh, we're young. Oh. We're very young. <laughs> We met when we were one. <laughs> <laughs> In the woods, trying to like canoe and paddle. It was great. It didn't work out for us. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, a little bit, my, bit my, about myself. I am from Maine. Technically, I'm originally from Haiti, adopted, was raised in Maine. And then I went to school at Skidmore, made Bay, met Bay Wen, um, and I really love dumplings and kind of felt like China <laughs> the world. So I started taking Chinese classes and I went abroad, um, had a great experience there. That was bomb, phenomenal. I wasn't ready for it to end, but I had to come back and finish the degree I was paying for. And I went back afterwards for the Teach in China program. So that was really fun as well. And it felt like an extension of college in some ways like I didn't have to grow up that year I just got to keep exploring (laughs) yeah and so as soon as I came back um I was with my family for like three months and decided that Maine was not for me it was too small town just no loved it beautiful place but no so after three months I think I moved to New York City and was there for about seven years went to nursing school in Ohio and now I'm in Maryland and you went back to New York City after going to yeah, Ohio, like, right? And recently moved to Maryland. Yeah, like I was in New York City for six years. Went in 2019, August, to Ohio for 15 months. I don't like Ohio that much. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hopefully there's no Ohio in our audience. <laughs> no offense. 
You have great food. Edison's Pizza and Ohio Pasta is great. Great food, but no, not for me. Um, But after that time in Ohio, I went back to New York City for a year. And then that got too expensive. Like, New York City is amazing. But they tried to increase my rent by $600 a month. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And the exciting thing is Stefania actually moved to Maryland with her boyfriend who she met on dating app in New York City. (laughs) They can work. They can. It It can work, right? Yeah. So apparently today's topic is like, uh, we all know finding someone in big city can be easy from Steph Stephania's like a um, personal experience, but sometimes it's kind of like a more or less challenging or you can get lost in all this. So today's episode, we kind of like want to um, learn about Stephania's like a story about how she got the boyfriend. I feel that's so cliche. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) What should I say? (laughs) How should I say help me? A long time to find one, so I'm not sure I'm the expert on this. (laughs) No, which I think is especially why we wanted to hear from you, because I know it also took you a while, right? Like you went on a lot of dates, you met a lot of guys, and eventually found Fred, who was like amazing, even though I've never met him, but he sounds amazing. Don't meet him. (laughs) Yeah, so like I think it's really cool. And for us to hear a story and especially because i've heard so many people say you know it's almost impossible i mean it's not impossible but it's extremely difficult to find serious relationship in new york city um so yeah like why don't we start with uh, a little bit about your story with fred so how did you guys meet i mean i know it's dating app but like what was the journey i'll tell you the specifics Um, (laughs) please do spill the beans please do please do (laughs) um the dating app was hinge Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. We should seek sponsorship from Hinge for this episode. I know, right? <laughs> it's the app, the dating app that's meant to be canceled or, like, turned off. Oh, yeah. That, that's their, like, a advertising marketing line. Yeah. Meant to be deleted. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, let's see if this works. But this one worked. So, for me, what made it different um, was, one, my mindset. And, two, I went in. And you know how, like, it lets you do your preferences, like, all the various things like height, religion, occupation, da, 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 da. and usually I'm like, I like everybody. Like, I, I don't want to like narrow my choices. Like, what if by chance, like the man of my dreams is like a Republican or this or that? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't care. Mistake. Put those references or preferences to the max. Just put like, sit down with yourself and be very truthful on what you do and don't like and just go, mm, because then you're going to get so many more matches that you have to stop and like, think about and be like, oh, I really like you. And then the next one, you're like, oh, I really like you too. You also, like, all of your matches are going to have more of that, like, oh, something of note. And it takes out, like, I want to say it took out like 50% of my nose. Right. I feel like as women, we have a lot of nose, um, but that's what I did with Hinge. I like actually edited my preferences very hard and like, a few days, a week later, um, I was talking to Fred and I made like some stupid comment because like one of his blurbs was, it was like, what the question prompt was, how do you spend like your Sunday or like your weekend? And he was oh, like, yeah. well, day is Sunday. And like, right. he had the most boring, chill Sunday. And I went, oh my God, this is me. Eat food, <laughs> don't get out of bed, watch TV. I was like, your Sunday sounds bomb. <laughs> love it and we just talked we didn't even talk a lot we talked for like two or three days and then we met like at a restaurant and just it went from there it was very very fast um relationship but I don't know like it just when you when you know you know when it's comfortable and it's fun and when you've done as much dating as I have no. Oh my gosh, I feel like everyone told me that. Like, uh, I asked all my married or like uh, re- people who are friends who are in relationship, I was like, how do you know he's the one? And then everyone was telling me, when you know, you know. I was like, what? Like, exactly. you're, no- you're not annoyed by them, um, right? There's like, when you're single, you meet a lot of guys and you're like, you're really cool for a few weeks, maybe a few months. And then you start getting irritated or you start getting bored. Or you're just like, I feel like we're friends, mm. you know, like all those things happen that you're like, this doesn't feel like it has like continuous momentum happening. Right. And so it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it can last for a long time. Like 
when you've met someone who you can at least have like a longer term relationship with, you're kind of like, this is still fun. This is still interesting. Even the boring bits, you're like, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so you mentioned you, you've done lots of dating in New York City. So what was your journey? Like, what, how was, if you don't mind sharing, like, you know, a memorable experience, either good or bad, or, or if you did like counts, like how many dates you've been on, if, if you remember. <laughs> So um, I was probably a serial dater. And by, by serial dater, I don't mean that like I dated men, like had a relationship and it had a new relationship. No, I went on a lot of first dates and I was very simultaneously. Picky. Yeah. <laughs> like when I first moved to New York City, 23 years old, I was very poor. I was not making a lot of money. And so I probably went on like a date every other night. Wow, isn't that expensive? That my though? Meal plan. No, 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 no. I was young and naive and female, and so I didn't pay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it was my meal plan. Like, bad. Strategically planned. <laughs> yeah, but like later on, I cooled down a bit, but I still dated a lot. Um, I just felt like I had a lot of fun just going on those first dates and really just getting to know people. Um, and so. Even like last year before Fred, I was going on like probably three first dates a week. Oh, wow. Um, and I would keep that up for a few months, sometimes a year. And Was that exhausting? Sometimes. Sometimes. Like, it's also very fun because I loved meeting people and I was very much an extrovert before COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed it. But it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, continue. I cut you off. Yeah, I was already kind of like draining from the process. I kind of like start using dating app like a year and a half now. I only like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I need to expose myself to my future dates, but I only went out with about 10, like 10 dates. For the I feel so I feel like my sample pool is very small, right? I don't yeah. know if I'm being too picky for who am I meeting, or do you think I should be loose up a little bit? Maybe go for like a more spontaneous date, like what you did. I would say you really want to sit and ask yourself, what do you think your biggest challenge is? Like, is it that you're not too picky and instead you're being realistic and selective and trying to set yourself up for success? Or are you allowing yourself to have too strident of requirements so that you can't succeed? Like, are you kind of doing self-sabotage or should you keep doing what you're doing and like just have patience and keep your heart open when you do go on those dates? Okay, that's the question for tonight. Before before bed. <laughs> I reflect, Crystal. Reflect, reflect. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about New York City um, is that we forget that it is that fast paced place. You know, we do it for work. We do it in our social life, hanging out. We do it for our hobbies, but we also do it in dating. And like everyone I've met in New York city is an overachiever. Mm. And if you try to overachieve in dating, that means that you're setting yourself up to have like really stupid high standards and it's really hard to meet them. Mm. So, so, when you were 23, 24, were you looking for a serious relationship or were you just mostly looking for a casual relationship? <laughs> <laughs> like I told myself I was looking for a serious relationship and I would start doing relationships with men, but something always like didn't go right. And I would mm-hmm. very quickly back out and be like, no, no, no. So okay. yes and no. Like, yeah, the reason why I'm asking is I think in New York City, I mean, I've never, I can't really say it because I never really did dating in New York City where I was, I never used a dating app. But what I was told is that it's very easy to find casual relationships in New York City, but not serious relationships. So I was wondering what are your perspectives on that or what was your experience? It's so easy to find casual relationships in New York City. I say if you are a heterosexual, cisgendered woman, any night you're not sleeping with a man is a choice. Wow. <laughs> that would be a tagline for this episode. <laughs> That's very powerful, actually. Yeah. Just think about it. You can go into a bar. Hell, you can go into a club. You can go into a grocery store. And you'll probably get catcalled walking there if it's far away. Like, let's say it's a mile away. Walk to that spot and come back. You'll probably get catcalled. You'll definitely have some man who's just like, 
watching you as you walk by. And if you lean into that and you engage that guy, they're very quickly going to be like, you want to go home with me? I'll make you breakfast in the morning. And it's the fact that we don't. Mm. Now we decide to consciously keep our head down, walk to where we're going to be in that bar, or that grocery store, to not engage with the guys around us. That's a decision. That's a choice. Yeah. I actually appreciate guys being straightforward for what they're looking for. Like I, I, I went, yeah, I went out for a day with a guy, like a, a conversation went well. Um, but at the end he comes like, Oh, do you want to go to my place? Netflix and chill. And then I asked him, oh, what are you looking for on dating app? He was like, oh, casual relationship. Like, I totally mm-hmm. respect people who put that, like, a mm-hmm. very, like, forward, like, um, front. And then I will appreciate So I know oh, I'm not looking for anything casual. So I'll move on. I'm, we are not wasting each other's time. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, that, we had a very interesting debate on whether it's smart to actually put that on your dating app profile like looking uh, for a serious relationship. So when I talk, talk, spoke with Crystal, Crystal thinks that's going to turn uh, turn off a lot of guys. But to me, I feel like you should put it there so you can like save everyone's time. Like if a guy knows you're looking for a serious relationship, then they will know that. And you don't go on dates with people who think it's, you know, oh, we're, we're down to, you know, hookups, right? But like, Crystal thinks that's going to turn off guys. What do you I don't, okay. That? Let me, let me let me clarify myself so i don't think it's like a turn off for guys it's more about me looking for possibilities like uh what so are you th- are open for casual relationships oh my gosh i can't advertise myself for that she's really sexy <laughs> <laughs> i just like because you never know because you might have i do have a lot of friends who start like a serious relationship with a guy they end up like just like being like a two months is that like a serious relationship and then like some people some of my friends they start casual and then seeing each other and then end up like getting married so i for me i think and also also i did later on put a serious relationship on my dating app on the other one um but there's still guys will come to match you and then asking you if you are looking for casual so guys don't really look at your profile like (laughs) fair fair they're like you're cute let's go (laughs) yeah I feel like it can go so many ways I never put looking I think I put like no fuck boys (laughs) Uh. or like I said no some kind of boys are just looking to get laid because I was like you're not responsible you don't do your STD testing like I already have all these preconceived notions I don't want you Mm. um but even now I feel like like online dating I think already puts you at such an awkward way to start a serious relationship because you don't get to start it from the basis of friendship where like you're doing other things and the relationship just naturally blossoms like you're going on dates for the purpose of falling in love like that's already so much strain and having that word like only here for serious relationships like you do possibly miss out on people who could be a great time who you Mm. have your conversation with who could be friends who have a brother. (laughs) Yes. And also sometimes guys, they don't know what they're looking for, to be honest. Like I have have, have guy friends like a, he, he just moved to New York city. He's like a very like a good on paper uh, type of guy. But for him, he thinks he did not really trust girls on dating apps that much. And then he was trying to find real relationships through friends. That's more that's more trustworthy. But he did not like trying to find like a casuals on dating app. He still like go for serious, but like just like a, he feel more, I don't know, like or more trustworthy for girls he met through friends. I feel like but but like all my friends are on dating app. So I don't know what what are like uh what are the things like coming from like uh, all the I don't know the stereotypes or the rules coming from but it is what it is. I think it's old, right? Like back in the two thousands or whatnot when this was first coming on, it was eHarmony and people were getting catfished and like right. it it wasn't cool. But now it's it's more cool than meeting in real life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's now it's. Not the norm yet, but it's definitely like more common. I mean, I hope I can have someone I can pick up on like in real life. Like I, I all my friends, my friends are lovely, but like they're either girls or 
or gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I don't really have some like, straight friends. Like if I have some straight friends, they're already married or they're in a relationship. Like, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm happy for them. Like I'm not trying to steal steal them from anyone, but I'm happy for them. Like, uh, so I feel like the source for me, like dating apps, definitely like, uh, yeah. It broadens the pool of people you get to connect with too. Like if you're just um hitting up and meeting people that you meet in real life, like. Only so many people can fit in that bar. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's do story time because I'm right, just very curious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question for both of you, actually. Like, what is the most memorable dating experience you had from dating app? Either good or bad. Fine, you want to go first if you already have one? Um. Yeah. I'm trying to remember all the specifics that happened at this night. So it was last year, probably March. So it was just getting to be warm weather in New York City. Um, met this guy. Don't remember what dating app, but we decided to meet up and we'll have a picnic. Um, <laughs> a picnic on um, Long Island City in front of like the Coca-Cola or Pepsi sign. Oh, yes. Yes. You know? yeah. Yeah. So romantic. I was so excited. So he gets the food and I said, like, I bring the dessert and the alcohol. And I'm like, okay. So I take the train, I go on my way, I have a blanket, I sit down and he's like, oh, no, no, back up. I, oh my God, this is why I was trying to remember all the details. So that's what it was. <laughs> I was supposed to text him when I was on my way, forgot to do that. But we agreed to meet at like 7 p.m. I got there at 7 p.m. I was all set. Um, I think he texted me at like 6.45 and was like, hey, are we still meeting up? And I was like, yeah, so sorry, didn't tell you I was on my way, but we agreed for seven. He's like, oh okay, well, I'm heading out now. And I'm like, oh, great, great. So he ended up being like 45 minutes late. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you waited him there? Oh, yeah, I had my cell phone. I sat, was like, okay, okay, we're chilling, we're chilling. Um, Very nice. I know, it was was way too nice. But it was, I had never been to that spot. So it was really good people watching. Yeah, mm. but I, I should have left. <laughs> it was one of those dates. <laughs> Maybe he's he just um, got built on too many times, so he's like, uh, we're not sure if this is actually happening." Yeah, versus I'm like very honest. If I say I'm gonna be there, I will be there. Person, I'm just terrible at texting. So <laughs> I was there on time. He was there way late, but he came. He brought his food, um, and the food was underwhelming. He brought like a sandwich from the bodega that we split mm. in half. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Why a potato sandwich? But okay. Um, and we were sitting there, we were talking, and he's telling me like his profession. He's, what was he? I can't remember if he was a boxer. Some have like a physical fighting profession. He like showed me himself online, like he was famous. And I was like, okay, very interesting. Um, it was the kind of conversation where he spoke the entire time. And uh, I just kind of sat there, smiled. Not <laughs> Tried to talk. Big no, no. <laughs> Didn't want me to. And then somehow he got on the train of like board games and how he would beat me at board games. And I was like, no, I will win. He's like, okay, right now, let's go. And I'm like, what do you mean? Where are we going? He's like, I know a board game. It's like 20 minutes from here. Let's go in my car. And I was like, I'm not getting in your car. You just told me that you're a professional fighter. I just met you right now. I'm not getting in your car. I'll meet you there. I'll take the train. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like excuse you why won't you get in my car i'm like i have brothers i was taught well you do not get in a car with a gentleman you just met let's give it some time like i should at least know your last name like yeah. i'll meet you there i'll be chill i'll maybe you'll beat me there but i might beat you um he got so butthurt for the next like 15 minutes he just told me how he was so hurt so insulted that like he is a good person he's never a rapist he's not a murderer he he was like i can show you all of my linkedin profiles like he was so insulted by this <laughs> that like he ended the day early early and left and i was like hmm. because he won't get into his car yeah because i wouldn't get into his car and then and then oh there's more <laughs> yes I go home on my, you know, train. And I'm like, hmm, this was interesting. No, no, that, that did not work out. The text message I receive when I get out of the train is, Stefania, I had such a good time last night. I'm sorry. 
tonight. Um, I really feel this relationship. I like the vibes that you're giving off. I'm deleting all of my dating apps so that I can focus on us. What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he clearly was not on the same di- day that you were on. <laughs> no. He literally was like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, we got to go. Like, you think I'm going to kill you? And he, like, left. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's not going to work. Keep them on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the universe filtered out the wrong guy for you. Definitely. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> and after that, you met Fred. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. I think, like the next week actually oh, oh wow. wow maybe i will find i will meet someone next week <laughs> you never send, know. send her some vibes stefania send some vibes. <laughs> all the way from maryland let's go <laughs> wow that's a that's a very good story like i i'm i'm i feel like so lucky i never met like a a date like that i feel like my date when <laughs> Went very most of them went very smooth. Like no awkward guys, knock on wood so far. Um, so I think good. all my dates are very decent. Like uh, in terms of, like a memorable dates, I don't have any yet. Probably because I, yeah. But if I think, need to go on more dates. <laughs> yeah, I need to go on more dates. I don't think I have any memorable, either good or bad. I don't have any. Yeah, but I, I did have like a appreciate really remember the guy who told me he's looking for casual like the re- mm. like he he like the the conversation was really good we both like stand-up comedian and we like like talk show like we love like mm-hmm. similar things you know girl like to think like a thousand steps ahead when you met yeah. you met someone mm-hmm. that you like you're like oh my god he wants to be such a good like a husband material mm-hmm. okay but we, we just think that way, but we don't really mean it. But when he told you at the end of the day, it was like, oh, I'm just looking for casual. It's kind of like a, yeah, a bummer. But I so appreciate like he told me that. And I think he's one mm. memorable person. I, yeah, like I still remember vividly like the day. Yeah. Because he's truthful. Yeah. 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 I, I appreciate genu- genuinely guys. Like, uh, yeah. 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 So So speaking of that, right, how, like, so it's great that you met a guy who's like honest, truthful, but I, I believe there are also a lot of guys who are not, right? So how do you tell when you go on dates whether someone, you know, is just, is actually looking for a serious relationship or someone just, you know, looking for hookups or casual relationships? Because I feel like a lot of my friends, they are looking for a serious relationship. I don't mean like, oh, they want to get married tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. But they are looking for people who are looking also for a committed partner, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just like, a, you know, when I stand, things like that. And when you meet someone, how do you know, like what type of person they are? I think it's tough because there's definitely some stigma men have about even saying that they're looking for a serious relationship. I think mm-hmm. it is so much how men are socialized in our country. And like this idea of marriage and a family signifies the end of their youth and their freedom. And mm-hmm. so they don't necessarily want to go running towards it but there are also complete that other side note a lot of guys who just want a relationship mm-hmm. who even I went on dates with them and I was like no don't don't want to date you but I like how you're frank about it mm-hmm. um like all they want to do is like find that person that they can Netflix and chill and just like grow old with and that doesn't come out on the first date Mm. that comes out on like the second or the third date I've never Mm. really or seldom had men tell me from the get-go I want to settle down I want a wife they did in Ohio (laughs) (laughs) but not in New York City um so it's like you kind of unfortunately have to put in the time in New York City and help them feel vulnerable to be able to hear that so I think it's a lot of trying to read what kind of a person they are and how they value you and the time that you guys spent together so it's like are they people who text back really well are they people who have interesting conversations with you when you're in person do you feel as if like whatever common interests that you guys have established that you have like are they trying to delve and like deepen that interest together so that you guys can like share that um 
it's reading between the lines for a little bit until you get to that comfort mark of them being able to say that. You actually brought up a really interesting point. So I forgot you also used dating app in Ohio.、Yeah. So like speaking of serious, oh, and now <laughs> great. Now <laughs> we have a lot of comparisons we can make. So like, do you actually see differences between? 100%. Oh yeah.、Um, okay, Crystal, do share. Yes, Crystal, I tell you right now. Leave New York City. You go to the Midwest. You will be married in a year. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. There's always a backup. <laughs> always, always.、Um, it's not an exaggeration though, because okay, so your selection like may not be as hot because it's you know like we're gonna be 30s and 40s, but I like those ages. Like those are the good ones.、Um, a lot of them will be get married young though. So it's like, yeah, but they so many of them. I feel like because a lot of them don't live in like the city city. They live in like the rural area or the suburbs or like the outskirts of the cities. They're lonely,、um, and they're family guys. Like a lot of them are really close to their siblings and their parents, and oftentimes their siblings are all married with children. And they're like the last one standing or the last couple standing, and they're like the only thing I've ever really wanted was. To have a good job, to be able to go fishing, and to have a family. That's right. That's the kind of life I want. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah, you should go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, city. <laughs> yeah, I think in New York City, the guys in New York City are actually, yeah, maybe not family oriented at the moment, but they they do. I feel they do more interesting things. So when you have the conversation with them, like you feel, oh. Interesting. So you come like wanting to know more. I think, yeah. I never, I never turn on or meet anyone outside of New York. So maybe I should give it a try when I'm traveling. The cool thing though is that a lot of New Yorkers leave New York City, and so you go dating in these other cities, and you find people who used to live in New York City.、Mm. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. And by the time they go back home, they're like, "I've stolen my wild oats." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I also like. I also wonder, like,、uh, for you, do you ever take initiative? Like, if this guy really cute, like or, in person or on dating apps? On dating apps, like if、okay. you guys went out for a first date, but he didn't text you, were you taking initiative to text him? Because there's like rules, right? Like a guy can rule. <laughs> a guy should text you after twenty four hours or forty eight hours. If they don't text you, that means they're not interested. Oh, I don't. I'm really bad at paying attention to rules because I will go days and then be like, "Oh, sorry, I'm actually really interested. I got really busy. Like it's New York City. I'm sorry, I had a lot of concerts."、Um, so I give them a pass. If like I text a few times and you don't respond, then I'm like, "Okay, got the hint. You're not interested. Next." Right. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't do the rules. And do you think、uh, women taking initiative after first date is that? A turn off for guys. I mean, I guess that should be a question for guys. But yeah, curious because I feel like I don't know if it's a Chinese thing because that's where Crystal and I were originally from. But, like we were taught, you know, like women are not supposed to take initiative. Like the guy should initiate because that it, it makes the girl or it makes the woman look bad or something. I think that there's a little something to be said about it, but a lot of the men who I've talked to about this exact thing is, or they they find it very sexy. If you do it in like,、uh, how is it described? Like somehow it's a it's a sweet balance between being assertive、um, and flirty and not like aggressive. If you can find that line and like kind of like come hither and like very sexy, they're all about it. Eat that shit up. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel that comes with experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you can practice on your friends at the end of the day. Like I had my dating app profile, and I would hand it to my friends who I knew were really good at messaging guys,、um, and I would learn, and then I was the one they would give it to, and I would start texting once I got familiar with it.、Um, but yeah, just practice makes perfect. It is. Someone、game. needs to publish a book about that, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> how to get a guy in ten days, right? Or what's that? Yeah, or how 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 to strike the good balance between all the things that you just said, right? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> or or an online tutorial or something like that. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, um, so I met my friend. I actually went uh, drinking like on Friday night with uh, like a new friend. Like a, he's like a Caucasian. He's my friend's like boyfriend. They met on us in dating app, and I asked him what what guy think about like a uh, taking initiative, and then he was like, uh, um, I don't think that's a like would be like a turn on for him personally. He he thinks that's like a oh just like neutral. He doesn't think that's like a very cool thing for girls to do, but he doesn't think that would be a negative thing to do. Okay, so it doesn't hurt. Yeah, so it doesn't hurt. But he did say if the guy interested, oh my God, I hate to have this come, like saying this now, but he did say like, if a guy likes you, he will come to you, (laughs) but he will Mm -hmm. text you. So I, I mean, girls also need a chance, right? So Guys should let girls lead sometimes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, and I've definitely been the person who like proposed going out first and like, let's do this, let's do that. Because it's also, again, New York City, I have a busy schedule. Like, I can't wait for you to ask me out because then my <laughs> schedule will be booked for three weeks. Mm. So <laughs> we got to get you in there. <laughs> That's so true. Also, also, I feel like, a, yeah, but yeah <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk too much about my 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 past like a day but I yeah I think he's like a very good, nice guy I feel like I have I was like taking initiative at the beginning but and then it's kind of like a being too aggressive I mean from from I I, I mean definitely from a third per- person like if I'm getting out of the story I, I do feel a little be aggressive but it, it because like the reactions response from getting from him is kind of like a I don't know but next time I'll, I will be more chill I think we are learning from doing it right so yeah practice miss perfect yeah for sure but it's, it's also funny because I'm not sure about China and how women were socialized but very much when we were young like in grade school boys are coming, they'd like hit you or pinch you and you go crying to the teacher or your mom and she would say, oh, he's being mean to you because he likes you. Oh my gosh, this is like exactly <laughs> like a, yeah. that is very true. So it's like when you're trying to like talk to this guy and you put in all this effort and you're not getting like a lot of response back, you go back on that teaching of, oh, maybe he likes me and that's why he's being like this. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like, um, I feel like some women are more attracted to like not not bad men, but more like you know people who may not be interested. It's like you yeah. know what you can you you want what you, know what you cannot can. get, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Some women are definitely attracted to men who are in committed monogamous relationships. It's all yeah. Dating is just a game. You you can't really learn from anyone else. You just learn from yourself. You definitely can get advice from other people, but I bet you different. You can learn from other people. I do. I think um, for me, my case, like uh, I listen too much of other people's opinion, mm-hmm. so I kind of like a lost in figuring out what do I want or what mm-hmm. do I want to do. So that's why, okay. like, uh, yeah, boundaries, right? So I kind of like, uh, oh, I have to, like, uh, yeah, I have to. Let's cut this part anyway. Like the text message I'm sending to my date, like the guy I really like, it's like a. From different people, like it's literally me texting him, but I'm asking too many people, and then I think their texting mm-hmm. is better than what I did. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, it is right, but I feel like it's not really. I'm talking to that guy. Like I have like a oh person A, person B, person C's text mixed. Mm-hmm. Like a so I feel like mm-hmm. I have been so the last one. I feel like I have been lost myself because I care him too much, and mm-hmm. I come like a, trying to find the best way to get him, and which yeah. is like a, just push him away. I feel eventually, and I'm not really being myself. I'm being the pushy crazy lady. and <laughs> this is what I talked about the other week. When I was like, the um, the number one thing about finding a relationship in New York City, I think, yeah. is figuring yourself out in mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went on easily hundreds of dates um, and none of them lasted. And it wasn't because I wasn't dating great people. It was because I was doing things like you were doing where I was listening to too many other things. I had too much self-doubt and insecurities. And so I kept getting in my way. Mm-hmm. I literally maybe could have dated my soulmate four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I wasn't in the mental capacity to see it, to keep it, to feel it. 
Mm-hmm. I was doing all the things that you were doing. It was just too jumbled. It was yeah. not enough, like pure good meat. Yeah, I feel like uh, so the、so、next one I come like oh I will go my way and then recap with my friends later on. So I I feel that's better because like、uh, I really feel yeah like all、Cut、the time was like no yeah like I think the fifty percent is me and the fifty percent is from like bunch of other friends. You are enough. <laughs> you are beautiful. You are smart. You are fun. Oh, you. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah, I feel eventually you are. You should on your own. Even though your friends can give you good advice, but you have to learn from your own experience. Like, ah,、uh, but for now,、mm-hmm. I'm just letting it go. Like, ah,、uh, I can eventually become like opt optimize the whole process, right? Through experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just like a little bit con- like a traditional about this, but I truly believe in like be you, right? Like if it's the right person, just be you, and even if you're weird, it will still work out. Exactly. Yeah, I- I'm not saying you're weird, Crystal. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's gonna work out regardless of how you respond if it's the right guy. Right, and also I think sometimes it's not about you. Like the other person, you you can you can be you, right? And then how they treat you, how they respond to you, it's also something you should learn from it. It、mm-hmm. just maybe means you guys are not a good match. So that's why, like、uh, the way he responds, it isn't what you wanted, or not like a yeah. Yeah, and it's also really hard because there's so many factors that are involved. Like not only do you have to emotionally both like each other, but you have to be open to being in a relationship. You have to be in like. Just good time at your career path. Neither of you have to be leaving New York City. Like all these things have、yeah. to align perfectly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I learned one more thing very important from this one. It's like,、uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Like,、mm-hmm. uh, if it's not working out, it's not just because of you. Or、mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's also very important for all the ladies out there. If you like, if your relationship is not working out, I keep telling myself. The universe just help you filter out the wrong guys or the guys that who you guys are not good match. It's、yeah. not either of you are bad or so. Yeah. Also, like the biggest thing is have fun. If you seriously feel like you're going on dates and you're not enjoying it anymore, stop.、Mm, yeah. Think about like a when the last time you had fun and like what that entailed, and change what you're doing so it's more like that. Like.、Right. If you're just going on dates for this end goal of finding a boyfriend or a husband, and like they're torturous and you hate them, that's the vibe you're giving off when you're sitting in that seat to that person,、right. subconsciously or consciously. That's very true. People can read you, like uh,、yeah. even though you got you didn't talk too much, or yeah, that's yeah, yeah body language, right? Yeah, I think it's really hard for introverts.、Um, I think New York City is hard for introverts in general. Mm-hmm. But dating, I feel nowadays, but it's like you got to do activities and get out there in places that you're comfortable. So, 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 Fernando, you mentioned about you know like sort of reflecting yourself, finding you know identifying your insecurities, things like that. Then you worked on yourself. So, how what was the process like, right? So, like for our audience who wants to do that,、uh, like, do you have any advice for them? Yeah.、Um, For me, it was really just like sitting down and being like, "Hey, I am thirty years old. I've been on hundreds of dates. What the is wrong?" Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <it was> frustration. <laughs> it was like I am in one of the best cities in the entire world, and I have met so many great people, and somehow none of them have stuck. Like that just doesn't that doesn't add up, you know?、Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was like really the the first censure. Um, and I think, like with maturity, I was like, I'm willing to accept now that it's not all of these guys. That the common denominator is me. So there's something about how I'm approaching this mentally that's not working.、Um, and so I started going. Oh, what was the first thing? The first thing I did is I actually, and this wasn't even for dating. This was just in life in general. I went to Landmark, which is a cult. It is, I know, but. <laughs> Well, I I went too, right? We we didn't go did. together, but, but I can see how some people can benefit from it. Yeah, I think that it's great in that it teaches you what a lot of the common motivational psycho psychology theories are out there. It just if you don't like reading, especially, it condenses it into a weekend.、Um, so 
Are you familiar with Landmark Crystal? No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cult, basically, <laughs> where you sign up for a weekend where you go in person and you have like this speaker uh, and they are helping you learn about oh, what what is it? It's like it's almost like life coaching, but it's like group life coaching. Yeah. Right. Because you're with like a hundred other people and people are telling their stories and they go up and that speaker person like does therapy on them. Like an issue or, or, or a time in your life that you had a, a fight with someone or for example, one of the prompts is like, who is a close friend or family member that you've lost touch with that you wish that you were still together, that like something happened and you're no longer as close as you used to be. And so right. someone will actually stand up in front of the group and be like therapied in uh, front of everyone. Okay. Yeah. I recommend everyone should do the first class um, <laughs> just because it teaches you how the human brain works in a way that you can read it in a book, but it's just so very, I think, um, impactful in person. So I went through Landmark, um, already knew that there's something odd about me, but Landmark made me start thinking about all of my dates and unpacking a little bit of how I had seen them. And realizing that, okay, there, there is more to be done here. I live in America and I can't afford therapy. So when you don't have money for therapy, you go to podcasts. Like us. <laughs> so I <started> exactly. <laughs> I started following and listening to a lot of like self-help therapy podcasts. Um, my favorite one is Carol Lowenthal, um, How to Unfuck Your Brain or Your Mind. Um, and essentially... Through COVID, I was going on a lot of walks to get out of my apartment because we had to be there all the time, you know, Right. and just kept doing these podcasts, kept asking myself questions and realized what it was that I had been harboring, what I had unintentionally internalized. Um, and that literally stopped me from getting past X emotional connection with every single man I dated. Like I was able to isolate one thing. And once I isolated that and I removed it, I was able to get Fred. Hmm. Oh, interesting. That easy. Subscribe to the podcast today, Crystal. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> yeah. It's like this, I, I have a very like, this doesn't work for everybody, but if you've already been to therapy and you already do these things and like, it's not going to work for you. But for all of us who haven't done therapy yet and like, you go on a lot of dates all the time or the dates you go on, you think are really good and you've met a lot of good people, but it still hasn't worked out. And you've, and it's not even like the kind of hasn't worked out and that like, you don't like each other, but it's like, you have met guys who it could have worked out, but you did something that you feel like it didn't work out. Like you self-sabotage then sit down with yourself then really trying to figure out, okay, how can I get the help that I need? Because you're prioritizing being in a couple. You don't want to be single forever. Yeah. I love how you started to look inward and actively okay. sought help or sought like resources to help you understand and know yourself better. I feel oftentimes, and myself included, that we blame on like the environmental external factors, right? Like it's the men, you know, it's their problem. They're not, you know, they're not looking for such relationships. It's too hard in New York City. People are just too busy. Or even with like jobs, right? Like oftentimes I feel like if I'm not having my job, I complain about the company, about my boss. But I like people may not look inward, look at how maybe I'm the common denominator of my poor working experiences over the years. Right. So really kudos to you for doing that. It took me 10 years, girl. <laughs> well, at least you got there. <laughs> at the right timing. So yeah. Well, that's but, <laughs> no I definitely feel like even now if like Fred and I were to break up and I move back to New York City blah, 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 I feel like I can find a boyfriend really quickly because uh-huh. because the therapy and the self-talk and the like the getting rid of the negative little voice in my head um the realizing exactly what I want and what I bring to the table it allows me to love myself and have this strength and with that comes a lot of it's not confidence but it's just like I'm going to say happiness. Right. You no, know, like contentment. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like, you know. Because you're more confident. Like uh, you talked earlier in the episode, like uh, you should know what you're looking for, figure out yourself, right? That's an important step. And then you kind of like already done that part. So now even you need to go back to the dating pool 
I don't think you you are going to, but like uh, you can like quickly, oh, because you know all this and you're more confident before because you know what you want, right? And then the last thing can upset you if you know yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I definitely felt like as I aged, uh, I became more confident in myself, partially because of like also my financial independence, mm-hmm. right? Because like, I feel like, you know, when I was like 20 to 23, just starting my career because I wasn't financially, complete financially independent at the moment. At that time, I wasn't, like it definitely impacted my confidence in a way, but now I'm a little bit more, you know, like mature, a little bit more um, financially independent that also boosted my confidence in myself as well. For sure. Because I feel like financial independence allows you to base your need for a relationship emotionally on economics. So not economics, on emotion. And it yeah. takes out this like, oh, I need to marry a rich husband. Yeah. Right. Um, so before we end our podcast, um, we often ask our guests a question. So Stefania, if there's only one thing our audience can remember, it's either something you mentioned today or some your life philosophy or whatever it is. Right. Uh, if there's only one thing our audience can remember, what would you like them to walk away with? Mm. If you were to think about it, there's no rush. Oh God. I want to say so many things like have a lot of sex, make sure, <laughs> don't believe them if they say they've been tested, see those results. Um, really and truly, like do it. No shame in your game, girl, get it. Um, yeah, learn. Ooh, I think this is a good one, especially for the young ones. Be like, you are probably not as comfortable with yourself as you think you are. And that is okay. And the sooner you can figure out where, so you can work on it to get as comfortable as you want to be, the better you'll be. They're like, you, mm. you may think that you're good, but our world, our society in the USA doesn't really allow women to be good for a long time. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> Isn't it though? Like, yeah. It takes a while. Like, I don't know about you all, but I feel like I only really started to like come into myself and like feel really good and like, okay, in my 30s. Mm. 30s. 30s and you 20, so. Yeah. I completely agree. I remember, um, Stefania, you and I would talk about this. Like we both really enjoy 30s way more than 20s. A lot, a lot of people, yeah. female say that too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think 30s are the greatest because you're more confident and they don't really <sighs> care about other people, how they think about you. Exactly. You the way, yeah. Yeah. It's like a little flip kind of gets switched in your brain. You're like, why do I care about this external noise? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. This is the one thing I, I lately learned. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good one too. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Stefania, for thank joining you. us today. This was so fun. Yeah, it's a great, it's so great. And I hope you know our audience really enjoyed our first episode and walked walked away with something interesting, hopefully. Um, please leave us comments, questions um below. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, subscribe, follow us, and then give us feedback. Subscribe, like, and comment. (laughs) Share. (laughs) Share, yes, share. (laughs) Okay, great. All right, thank you, everyone. We'll see you in our next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.